Hey, it's Glenn Scrivener from Speak Life, and we're doing Reading Between the Lines, phrase 9, and that is Adam. Uh, do you ever find it strange that Christians speak about one man saving the world? And Christians really mean that. When we say that one man has saved the world, we don't just mean that Jesus has saved our souls. And we don't just mean that Jesus has cleansed us internally. And we don't just mean that Jesus has given us his spirit. And we don't just mean that Jesus has given us groovy feelings and purpose. And we don't just mean that Jesus has forged a way for us to go to heaven. We mean that Jesus has saved the world. The world, like literally the cosmos, heaven and earth. We really do believe that. You know, Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 says that Jesus has reconciled heaven to earth and he's made peace with heaven and earth through the blood of his cross. You know, it's fascinating. It, it, it puts together the whole cosmos and something as vulnerable, something as earthy, something as weak as the blood that drips down that Roman cross. Christians believe that that man dying in ignominy on that Roman cross has cosmic significance. It, it has saved heaven and earth. How could that be? The Bible answers, well, one man affecting the universe, that's as old as Adam. As old as Adam. Now, that's one of the phrases in which Adam pops up in common parlance, as old as Adam. Uh, we'll think about that and we'll think about a couple of other phrases that pop up in common parlance. Let's read, first of all, from where it pops up in the Bible. Genesis chapter 2 from verses 7 and 8. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And then we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and uh, this is Paul's letter to a church in Corinth in the New Testament. And uh, from chapter 15 verse 20, it says this, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits, and then when he comes, those who belong to him. So, how can one man save the world? Well, this state of affairs is as old as Adam. Uh, if you used that phrase before, as old as Adam, sometimes we say as old as the hills, or um, it's been going on for donkey's years or something. But something that is as, as old as Adam, I often use the phrase when I mean something that's this intransigent problem that we, we're just not going to get around. It has ever been thus, and no one's going to change it. It's as old as Adam, this intransigent problem. And sometimes we, we sort of say it, and it's almost got this sense of laying blame at Adam's door, which I, I guess is appropriate. You know, he is the ultimate fall guy, after all. Um, so sometimes we say the phrase, as old as Adam. Another phrase that it pops up in is, um, um, if you've just met somebody, you, you might say, I didn't know him from Adam. You ever said that? Didn't know him from Adam. Um, I find that really interesting, that until I get to know you in all your particularity and all your individuality, you may as well be Adam to me. And as, until you get to know me in all my complicated splendor, you, you know, I might as well be Adam to you. Yeah, That the human race is basically Adam, and we're, we're just kind of rearrangements of that old humanity. Uh, and that's really appropriate, because according to the Bible, the word Adam just means humanity. The word Adam means humanity. So Adam is not just a man or any old guy. He is humanity. Walking around the, the Garden of Eden, there is the gene pool right there. 
Um, everybody traces themselves back to Adam, according to the Bible. You know, Eve traces herself back to Adam, and then from then the whole human race comes, and Adam is humanity, and Adam is earth. Did you notice in our verse that he's formed from the dust of the ground? And even the word Adam is related to the word Adamah in Hebrew, which means ground. You know, Adam doesn't just stand at the top of the earth. He doesn't just rule the earth. He is earth. And there he is set between earth and heaven. And right from Genesis 1 verse 1, that's kind of the stage that is set. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and everything is prepared so that the man can stand in between them and rule. And whatever happens to that man happens to earth because he is earth whatever happens to that man happens to to humanity because he is humanity he is the one set between heaven and earth he's the crux of the cosmos and when he falls creation tumbles but god's intention is not the fall god's intention is the redemption of jesus christ because step forward Jesus Christ in the New Testament, and he is God the Son who becomes the last Adam. That's what 1 Corinthians 15 calls him. Sometimes we call him the second Adam, the one who answers Adam, the one who is the reverse of Adam. Just as Adam had undone creation, Jesus comes to undo Adam's undoing and to set things right again. And so he comes as man. He comes into that place that he had prepared for himself for millennia that place that is kind of the cockpit of the universe, the crux of the cosmos. And he lives the life that's the opposite of Adam's life. Adam lived a life of grasping and greed. Jesus lives the life of self-giving. Adam went to his tree to serve himself. Jesus goes to his tree to serve us. And what a different tree that is that Jesus is on. And there he is on the crux of the cosmos. You know that crux is the Latin word for cross. You know, we, something is crucial because it is related to the cross. And there is Jesus on his tree, and, and he's kind of been thrust up from the earth, suspended between earth and heaven, uniting the two, because here is the true man standing between heaven and earth. Here is the true man living the true kind of human life, of self-giving love, of spirit-filled generosity. There he is on that cross, and of course, as he reverses Adam, he, of course he is reversing the curse. As he stands there as true man, bleeding his own heart's blood, his life being given in that truly human act, he's redeeming the cosmos. And he rises again into this glorified kind of humanity. And the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 21, As in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. How can one man change the world? It's as old as Adam, but thank God for the second Adam. As John Henry Newman wrote, O loving wisdom of our God, when all was sin and shame, a second Adam to the fight and to the rescue came. O wisest love that flesh and blood which did in Adam fail, should strive afresh against the foe, should strive and should prevail. Mm -hmm.